Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're pleased to welcome our friend J.P. Shadrick. JP is part of the Jaguars radio network and also does play-by-play for Westwood One. And JP, I think the biggest question, uh, easy place to start, what do we know about the status of Trevor Lawrence for Week 18? Well, let's begin Wednesday at practice where he didn't throw any footballs in the open media session. So that was about 20 minutes or so at the start of practice. And the other quarterbacks are going through individual drills, and he was going through them too, where he would go around these cones and these bags and things, and then (laughs) he wouldn't throw the ball. Well, the other quarterbacks would. Okay, well, that's not a good sign. Well, then Thursday rolls around, and okay, he threw a few footballs. He didn't really throw all of them that the other quarterbacks were throwing, but all right, that's at least a little progress. So that's kind of where we are. I mean, talking to Doug Peterson on Thursday on his uh, radio show that we host, you know, he was still kind of, you know, we'll see. We'll see how Thursday goes. Uh, Let's really check on Friday, but you know, and just hearing Trevor talk on Wednesday, he always talks on Wednesday to the media. You know, he seemed a little more positive about it than he did certainly last week. So I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a long way to say nobody really knows. <laughs> we'll see how the week goes. And um, if he can't throw the ball, obviously he just can't play. However, this is a got-to-have-it game. Right. And Trevor being the competitor that he is, is going to do everything in his power to be ready and, and cleared to play and and be out there for his team. So uh, they did manage one last week without him. And, again, it was the Carolina Panthers. It wasn't the, the Ravens coming to town. So, um, okay, they, they got that done. Can they do it again against Tennessee on the road without him? Maybe. I mean, they ran the ball a bunch. So that's kind of the idea. I think no matter who the quarterback is, I think that's the formula this week is run the ball, play good defense, don't turn it over, and maybe you can get through it. Mm. Well, I'm glad you mentioned turnovers because that seems to be one of the major keys for the Jaguars. And they snapped that four-game skid against Carolina and were able to not turn the ball over, whether it's fumbles, whether it's interceptions. What common theme do you see or, or what happens when they get into those ruts? You know, uh, a lot of it is Honestly, it's Trevor Lawrence fumbling the football. I mean, there were instances where he would just drop the ball and he'd be running free, and then, you know, oh gosh, he just coughed it up for no reason. It, it's just kind of strange. And early in the season in London against the Bills, there were a couple of sack fumbles where they were kind of on the red zone or on the fringe of the red zone going in, and, you know, he just didn't protect the ball or tried to do a little too much, maybe rolled left when he could just throw it away and you know, take the field goal. Instead, he gets hit and fumbles it out. And, and there's some of that going on. 
um, you know, I, that that's really the main thing. And um, a lot of it does have to do with Trevor. I mean, there was a stretch there where most of the turnovers were him, whether interceptions or fumbles, and they just can't have that. And you know, Tom Coughlin, the old Jaguars head coach, obviously called it a callous disregard for the football. Now, I don't know if it's that extreme. <laughs> That's a little aggressive. But, um, you know, because Trevor's still trying to do some things well and, and play above the X's and O's and do some things, and it just sometimes doesn't work. Now, sometimes it works well, and that's the part you love, um, when he scrambles and does an extra something and, and gets 15 yards or throws for a touchdown in a window. And those are that's the balance, right? And it's still a young quarterback. I mean, the guy's 24. I mean, he just turned 24 in October, and it's hmm. his third year in the league. That's crazy. So, you still have to be a little bit patient. I know not everybody wants to hear that with him, but I think in time he will learn to protect it a little bit better. And, um, you know, maybe even actually seeing it on the sideline last week during a game for the first time, seeing C.J. Beathard manage it and not force it and protect it and get down and do those things, it's the first time he's seen it from the sideline and not having to play. So, okay, maybe that's opened his eyes just a little bit. Are you surprised the AFC South title is still hanging in the balance in Week 18? Uh, yeah, uh, considering the four-game December losing streak for the Jaguars, I mean, who survives that? Yeah, that's that is nearly impossible. And the Jaguars were on the other side of this thing last year, of course, when Tennessee had the epic collapse. They were so injured last year, and the Jaguars made the run in December and were winning games and come from behind fashion and dramatic fashion. And, it just the, the planets aligned last year. Well, this year the Jags are trying to avoid uh, that. So <laughs> on the other end of it, uh, but you know, even with the four game skid, um, they're still in first place, and they've controlled the thing the whole way. If they just get out of their own way and quit turning it over and quit with the pre snap penalties and and things like that, then the, I think they can hang with pretty much anybody in the league. But uh, they've got to hang with themselves first before mm-hmm. they worry about that. And you know, maybe that you know, last week was a good it was the cleanest game they played in a long time. I mean, their defense was fantastic. Obviously, a shutout. Um, the offense ran the ball. That was the goal going in. They wanted to get thirty runs for the running backs. They got twenty nine in the game. Etn had a long touchdown run, and that was fine. They they were low on the penalties, and, and that was just what the doctor ordered last week to set up this week. And now they've got to go do it again. And, um, you know, there is confidence in the building. It, it feels, you know, even with that four-game skid, they never really lost the confidence. It was always there on the practice field. It just didn't carry over to the game. That's the most important part, of course. I mean, you know that. I mean, you got you can practice well all year long and be <laughs> over the other team. So um, that's where they are. And I think they've maybe survived that December lull and now a win, and, and they're the champs. J.P. Shadrick is with us for the first time in 2024, and that's because the Jags are on the cusp of a second consecutive AFC South title. He's a senior reporter with the Jaguars Radio Network. Also hear him on Westwood One. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, kind of neat to see that both Travis Etienne and Calvin Ridley are on the cusp of 1,000-yard seasons. How would you describe the addition, the wrinkle of Calvin this season with the Jags? It's been a little inconsistent, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, there are moments early in the year where he would, you know, false start, which is kind of odd, right? And then 
drop a football and then false start again because he was thinking about the drop and then drop another. I mean, there was that. So it seemed like he could kind of spiral mid-game maybe the wrong way if things weren't going well. Other moments, uh, he's nearly unguardable. I mean, uncoverable. He can't. He runs such great routes and he's open. And I think the frustration sometimes can get to him of maybe the the rhythm is not there for whatever reason on a certain day. But when it's there, okay, he's 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 got something. There's there's certainly something there. Now, the trick with this offense, though, and and they haven't had it since the Monday night football game back in early December against Cincinnati. Well, they haven't had their full arsenal of wide receivers out there. And that has affected Calvin, I think, in that four-game skid because Christian Kirk's been out for four weeks. He might be back this week. We'll see. And Zay Jones has had a knee injury and a hamstring injury that he's been battling through all season. The hamstring's fairly recent. He could be back this week. So it could be the first time since early December uh, that they have all the big three back out there. And I think that could change some, some things for Calvin too, the way, you know, the, the coverage and things. And, uh, you know, for, for, a, it's a one-year trial, right? Let's be honest. I mean, it's the last year of his deal and they traded for him last season and hoping he would get reinstated. He did. He's out there. He's got a lot to prove this year. And, would, uh, you know, is it the best year of all time? No. <laughs> I think he'd probably be the first to tell you that. Is it the worst? Oh, gosh, no. I mean, he's he's been a very good addition to this team. And I think with those other pieces around him, he becomes an even better piece to this team. And they might have that Sunday. What is the bigger surprise to you in the AFC South? A 9-7 and seven Colts team that has a new head coach, a rookie, as well as Gardner Minshew as their quarterback, or is it the Houston Texans with a first-year head coach in D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud, who is a rookie QB? You know, of those two, just the, the Colts. I mean, they had, with the running back issues they had early in the year and obviously the quarterback going down, and their defense, one of their big keys on defense, not being there now. And I mean, that, there's so much change in that organization right now. And then Gardner Minshew, who we know very well, right? Um, that one is su- really surprising to me that they are this much in the mix and on the cusp of a playoff. I mean, they, they win the game; they're in the playoffs on Sunday, so or on su- Saturday when they play against Houston. That's that's a big one. And with all the change there and everything that's happened. Um, and then the, the Texans, just the, the play of C.J. Stroud, the, I mean, the, the numbers he's putting up when he's on. And, I mean, that is fantastic to see for him. I mean, it's going to be tough in this division for a long time if they can settle in and get some more pieces around him and really do it right. Uh, they could be formidable, I think, for a long time to come. So, But of those two, to answer your question, I think Indy's the one. I mean, just with everything that changed down there um, and continues to change and uh, the fact that they're a win away from a playoff berth is pretty remarkable. J.P. Shadrick of the Jaguars Radio Network is with us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Remember, last year, the Jaguars were a bit of a surprise, right, where they... <laughs> 
really had that great surge toward the end of the season. They catch up with the backsliding Titans, who honestly haven't done a whole lot to fix anything in 2023. Were you expecting something more from the Jags this season? And I know with the four-game losing skid, that hurt. But I don't know. At times, I'm I, I'm not sure I felt like the Jags took a major step forward this season. It's an excellent point, Amy, and I think that I think the brass around the Jaguars probably felt the same way. Hey, this is uh, they've made a playoff run last year. Um, not necessarily going out and getting a whole bunch of extra help to to solidify or deepen the roster. I mean, they they kind of counted on guys getting better. Their draft picks that they had already in um, the free agent guys that they signed before last season and then the addition of Ridley, okay, they thought, oh, well, all right, this is – and they said this at the start of the year. Uh, this is a 30-point-a-game offense. That's what they felt it was going to be, and it just hasn't clicked. It hasn't been that this year. The offensive line's been banged up. And Trevor's been hurt on the injury report four different times. and Receivers ran out of the lineup. And they just haven't had that whole group together for a run uh, of weeks in a row to, to get that thing going. The defense has really carried it when it's been good. I mean, they've been stopping the run, at least for the most part this season, until Baltimore comes to town. But that that happens when Baltimore comes to town against anybody. And uh, they were taking the ball away early. And they, they hit a lull where they weren't doing either one of those. And uh, they're healthy now. I mean, all the defense is back. All the starters that were out there, there's no defensive players on the injury report this week. So that's a good sign. Nice. Um, so, you know, I, I think they felt like, you know, this was probably at the end of the day. If they win the game, they're ten ten win team. I mean, that's pretty strong. And a lot of folks around here might have said, "Hey, twelve, eleven, twelve wins somewhere in there." But they're not far off that at the end of the day. And has it been the cleanest season? No. Um, how many seasons are the cleanest seasons? So <laughs> it comes and goes, and you have runs like this where you struggle at times and. And when you have strong leadership on the team, you can kind of weather those storms. And I think maybe, just maybe, they have weathered this one in December. And uh, at the end of the day, if they win, all that talk doesn't matter anymore. They're that's in the playoffs, right. and that's where they're at. Mm. How much excitement is there with the fan base, considering it's Week 18 and they are, in fact, on top of the South? Oh, it's yeah, it's big. I mean, last year's run was uh, wild, and... That I don't know if <laughs> it'd be tough to match that any time until there's a Super Bowl around here, right? But uh, yeah, I mean they're in first place. That's that's the thing when when people didn't realize in this four game skid. Oh, there, there's a lot of criticism. There's a lot of talk around the team and around town about what's going on and who's coming back next year. All this stuff. Well, the whole time they're in first place. Like, okay, well <laughs> they're still managing this thing. People kind of forget that. Um, so. I think people will be really jacked up for this game on Sunday in Nashville. And if they get it done, then a home playoff game against the Browns. And, yeah, this place should be packed and, and overflowing with energy, I think, in a wild card round. Not a bad way to start a brand new year, 2024, with infinite possibilities. J.P. Shadrick on Twitter, one of our favorites, senior reporter with the Jaguars. You're him on Westwood One as well, doing play-by-play. And here we go into Week 18 and beyond. J.P., Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes, always. Hey, Happy New Year. I think the last time we talked, I was in London. So uh, it's been a while. Let's not make (laughs) it as long next time, Amy. Always a pleasure. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 